Hey everyone, this is Giovanna with the Woman of the Harvest podcast. Today I am going to be your host and we are going to be talking about depression. Let's get into prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you are righteous, you are perfect in all your ways, you are holy, you are a healer, you are a shelter, you are the rock that we cling into, Father God. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a helper in our times of need. You lead us, you teach us, you comfort us, you equip us in every situation. And so we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bring revelation and illumination to those areas that may have caused us to enter into a place that we should not be in. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your your healing balm of Gilead. And we just pray that as people listen, as as they listen to this podcast, that your healing love, that your the love of truth, the light of truth will begin to be revealed upon all hearers in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, so today we are going to talk about depression. Depression is, um, and actually it's a medical condition. It is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. People with depressed mood may be notably sad, anxious, or empty. They may feel notably hopeless, helpless, dejected, or worthless. They may also feel a sense of guilt, irritability, or anger. They may be restless, ashamed, and they will lose any interest in activities that they once considered to be pleasurable. So if you notice here that um, this definition says that notably, it's very notable. So someone with depression um, has these signs. It's something that we should take notice of. And if you are going through depression, then um, um, I just pray that, you know, someone will, that you would reach out to someone in regards to this. because. Depression is not something that you want to to sit in and live in. We all have our reasons. We all have situations that bring us to this place, but we are not meant to stay here and there is help for you. Okay, so if you notice that in another um, keyword was not just notably, like these are actual signs that can be noticed if we're actually paying attention. We need to be mindful. We need to be paying attention to those around us. And they, so the key, another key word to this definition is a loss. They lose their joy. They lose their fulfillment. They lose their hope. They lose their sense of worth. And so this depression just pretty much just comes to steal. It comes to remove everything that God has given us from the beginning, from our very, from the beginning of creation. And so I want to share some scriptures on depression. The first scripture is Proverbs 17:22. It says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. So pretty much here what you're what the scripture is saying is that when we when we suffer in depression, suffer in this place of depression, it would begin to make us feel as if we know we don't want to continue. We don't have any life. We don't have any joy. You know, everything is, is is feeling just such a, it's feeling painful. We don't want to indulge or involve ourselves in certain things. And so, but a merry heart does good medicine. It's like a good medicine. 
And this is something that the Holy Spirit brings. He brings a merry heart, a, a joyful heart. And the enemy just wants to have us to dwell in this broken spirit so that we may not fulfill the will of the Lord. See, his tactic is to take us out so that we won't fulfill God's purpose for our lives. Isaiah 65, 14 says, My servants will sing out the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of heart and wail and brokenness, depression of spirit. And so the key word here is brokenness. Brokenness brings us to this place of feeling depressed. It brings us to this place of feeling hopeless. You know, brokenness can come from many places. A good brokenness comes from the Lord, where we have, where we come to a place where, you know, we're done. We're done doing things on our own. And, and we come to this place of brokenness and we seek God. But then there's a brokenness that we come into that, you know, everything has failed and nothing seems to go right. And that brokenness actually is supposed to lead us to God. But instead, we we come to a place where we're just dwelling in this brokenness and we begin to lose hope. We begin to, to let go of the word, you know, the truth of the word, the truth of the gospel and what he says that, you know, he comes to bring life and life abundantly. And so when we are in this place of brokenness, there's a fork in the road in which where we can go and we can either go, you know, to the left and, and follow the Lord or we can go to the right and and follow our, you know, the voice in our head that says we're condemned when we're not. First Samuel 16, 14 says, Now the spirit of the Lord has departed from Saul, an evil spirit or spirit of depression from the Lord tormented him. So this spirit of depression comes to torment. It torments our minds. You know why? Because it begins to replay and rehearse the things that have happened, the things that we've done, the things that have been done to us. I used to work for some for a guy, and before he hired me, he said, "I want to let you know that I have I suffer from depression." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's." I had no idea in that point in time what depression really was. And as I was, you know, he, he would call me in the middle of the day or maybe late night. And he'll be like, and he'll just start crying. And it was just, you can just see that there was that, that spirit would just begin to torment him at certain times of the day. And he would have to reach out and he would, you know, he I would speak to him and, you know, counsel him as much as I could but at that point in time I was young and I didn't know what I was doing but the Lord reminded me of this as I was doing this teaching and reading over it and so depression is something that is not something that we want to take lightly um depression can come in 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 how I say it like a roller coaster it can come up and down you know, um, there was a point in time where I felt like I was going through depression. One day I was crying. The next day I was, you know, happy. The next day I'm crying again. The next moment I'm just like, Lord, what is it? What is it? And he began to reveal was the depression over the land and how I came into agreement with it. And so as spiritual people, we must be able to discern whether or not the depression is coming from something that we picked up around us some, from people or something that we actually came into agreement with, something that came from pain, something that came from rejection, something that came from a loss. 
And so that is the next topic I want to talk about is the root of depression. So depression can be triggered by the death of a loved one. It can be triggered by illness, a loss of job or status, divorce, leaving home, and many other traumatic events. Okay, so an example of this right now, we know that we're going through this pandemic. We're all tired of the pandemic. Many people have died because of this pandemic. Many people have lost their job because of this pandemic. A lot of kids are, you know, staying home from school because of this pandemic. And so what happens is a lot of people are coming to a place of just being tired of going through the same thing and this place of isolation and then depression starts to come in. Again, many people have lost their jobs and so they're feeling like, you know, what do they do? Where do they go from here? A lot of the kids have been my concern. You know, when when this whole pandemic came about and we had an option to either bring them to school or keep them home, my number one thing was to bring her to school. Why? Because I didn't want her to sit in her room and and sit on technology all day and not have any form of activity, not have any form of enjoyment with her friends. And now, you know, she's playing basketball, she's doing many things and she's, and she's not sitting in that place of depression. And, you know, we all have our own way of going about things. But my personal way to handle that was to send her to school, you know, to take all the precautions that I needed to, but to keep her out from that place of depression. Because I believe that moment would have been a moment for the enemy to come in and say, I'm going to get your daughter with this depression. And I just could not let that happen. And so depression can be, depression is actually comes as an invitation. It's if you are not indulging in the word of the Lord, if you're not indulging, if you're not, if you're not immersing yourself in the presence of God, then you leave yourself susceptible to depression. Why? Because the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in his presence is our sanity. It's our, it sustains us. It's our foundation. The word of God is our foundation. And the word says in Matthew that any house built on sand shall not stand. If we are not standing in the word of God, if we are not coming to fellowship with the word, which is Jesus Christ, then we will be sure to be being tossed to and fro in our emotions and in our mind. And so when we don't come to this place of, of just living and, and communing with the light of Christ, then we will be susceptible to the darkness. You know, the Bible says the darkness will increase in the last days, but the light will increase as well. And so we must choose whether or not we're going to fill ourselves with this light, the light of Jesus, or if we're going to fill ourselves with the darkness. If we are looking to be free from depression and we are looking to set others free from depression, we must be those light carriers. We must be those people who sit in the word of the Lord, who chew on the word of the Lord and who and just bask in the presence of God. You know, the Bible says, resist the devil, he will flee from you. And unfortunately, the spirit of depression is something that comes from the enemy. It's not just something that's medical. It's not a medical, it's not just a medical term, it's spiritual. Everything that we go through is spiritual first. And the enemy uses that to, to just 
bring us to a place of destruction. And so we must dwell, we must indulge, we must, we must come into the word of God so that we can be filled. Okay, so how does depression enter? I want you to write this down. Depression enters through physical tiredness. So going from like your day-to-day routine, whether you know you're overworking, you're over, you know, just involved in too many activities, and you just could be laboring on your own strength, and you're maybe leading an imbalanced life or not really having a disciplined life. This can bring physical tiredness. This can bring you to a place where you just feel like you can't do it anymore. You've done all that you can, and you're just wiped out. This is one way that depression enters in, and that's physical depression, physical tiredness. The next one is the neglect of means of grace, neglect of the means of grace. And this just pretty much is stating that as we feed our natural body, we must feed our spirit, we must feed our souls, we must come into a, into fellowship with our brothers and sisters whether it be corporately, whether it be privately, we need to come into a place of family, worship. We need to come into his presence. We need to come into the word of God. We need to be able to congregate with our brothers and sisters because if not, then we will feel like we have nothing and we have no one. Fellowship is so important. We need to sharpen each other. We need to, you know, equip each other. We need to encourage each other. You know, that's what the body of the body of Christ is for so that we can you know, help each other. And so um, the next way that we allow depression to come in is through trials and suffering. Trials and suffering can lead to real spiritual death. It can lead us to a, maybe we have lost a job or a friend or a home, a spouse, or even a child. These types of trials and suffering can bring us to a place of depression. We might feel like something has been taken from us, something has been ripped from us. And so we feel, you know, depressed. We come to a place of sadness and we dwell in that sadness. It's okay to mourn, but it's not okay to remain in that mourning. Another way that we, depression comes in is through the cares of the world. We tend to, you know, put our, our 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 faith, our time, our our gaze on the things of this world, whether it be investments, whether it be um, you know recreations, whether it be jobs, the homes that we live in, we can be so consumed with trying to keep up with culture and trying to keep up with the new trend that we lose and we lose sight of Jesus and we lose our hope and we lose our faith and we come to a place of just comparing. And comparing is not good. Comparing will sink any ship, any relationship, any any cousinship, any you know, any friendship, any personship, um, personalship. Um, I don't know if that's a word. I just created it, but I'm gonna go with it. Point is that if you compare yourself to other people, then you're gonna feel like you're setting a bar that you can never reach. And so that is something that we as people should not do. We should not allow anyone to compare us and we should not compare ourselves to anyone. It is only meant, it's only, it's only a place of destruction that it leads to because there's no need to compare. We are all created differently and uniquely. 
Okay, so the next one is too much introspection. It's condemnation. We all look we all are to look inwardly and examine our spiritual lives, but we cannot continue to re rehearse and dwell within those lies. We cannot continue to dwell within that shame and that condemnation because the Holy Spirit brings conviction, but Satan brings condemnation. The Holy Spirit brings rivers of living water. And the enemy comes to bring stagnant waters. So we're staying in a place that we can't come out of that we need to question whether or not we are lingering in something that we should not be lingering in. We need to be able to move forward in spirit and truth. And so two other ones are sin and lukewarmness. Sin goes hand in hand with introspection. When we sin, we begin to introspect for way too long. And the next one is lukewarmness. This is the sign. This is a sin that continues going through the motions. We're continuing going up and down and not being fervent in Christ. So our lack of fire, our lack of persistence and endurance and pressing in with the Lord can bring us to a place of complacency, which will then bring us to a place of depression. I want to give some signs of depression, and then we are going to and with how to overcome depression. So the signs of depression are sadness, tiredness, trouble focusing, unhappiness, anger, irritability, frustration, loss of interest, and pleasures or fun activities, sleep issues, no energy, craving unhealthy foods, anxiety, and isolation. And how do we overcome depression? We overcome depression with the word of the Lord, the word of God. We overcome depression through worship. We overcome depression through prayer. We overcome depression through fellowship with one another. We overcome depression with seeking counsel. You know, one of the apostles stated that this pandemic will create mental illnesses and create a massive amount of of um, depression in the body and in, in, in America. And so he was challenging those who are counselors, those who are deliverers and inner healers to rise up to the occasion and prepare themselves for those people who are dealing with depression because they're going to need it. And, you know, just a word of, uh, just a suggestion. Our words are very powerful. And we need to be careful on how we speak to people. We don't know what people are going through in their homes. We do not know what they're going through in their work situation. We do not know what they're going through in their personal lives. And our words can either bring life or death. You know, there was a situation at work with this, you know, this young man, I to me, he's a kid, but he comes into work and, you know, every time he's in the room, they're making jokes about him. And, you know, he laughs along. But how many of us laugh along knowing deep well, knowing down, down, down deep inside that those words are painful? And so I said to them when they left, when the kid, when the kid left the room, I said, you know, we got to be careful how we treat people. Because we don't know what they're going through at home. We don't know what they've been through. And our words can be just another dagger into their heart, another dagger into their back. Depression leads to suicide. 
And there are too many people out there suffering from depression and afraid to speak on it because they're afraid on how they're going to look, that they're going to look weak, that they're going to look vulnerable. But you're not weak. You're not vulnerable. You're just going through something that you have yet to overcome. And there are many of us who can overcome without help, but there are many of us who can't. You know, certain situations actually need people. We need people to look to look up to. We need people to hold our hands and walk us through our healing and walk us through our deliverance. That's what the body of Christ is for, to equip, to encourage one another. But we have to be able to want to help and seek it. We can't afford to lose another pastor, to lose another prophet, to lose another sister, to lose another brother to depression because we're so caught up in our own stuff that we can't even see and feel the pain around us. If you are one of those people who needs help, who needs to walk through, to, to be walked through the healing, then that's okay. But reach out to someone. Reach out to us if you are in need. You can reach us at O-F-F-I-C-E at Isaiah60.org. If depression is something that you are dealing with, we don't want you to do with it, deal with it alone. We have people here who, who can minister to you, to counsel you, and lead you the right way and deliver you from every oppression of the enemy. And if you can do it on your own, then amen. Strengthen yourself. Continue to strengthen yourself in the Lord. The Bible says, if you call out to me, I will answer. He will answer us in our time of need, in our time of help, in our time of weakness. Because in our weakness, he will make us strong. In our weakness is where he can be glorified. We need to be mindful to those around us. We need to be mindful to, to what we say and how we act and how we treat people. We cannot walk around not sensitive and compassionate to those around us. The Bible says treat others as if they're more important than yourself. That means we must come to a place of humility. We must come to a place of, of just honoring those around us because we don't know. We don't want to be the reason why someone decides to take their own life. We don't want to be the reason why someone is crying and, and hurting deep inside because we added another pain. We added another dagger to their heart. We added another dagger to their back. Our words should be edifying, encouraging, filled with love. And so I pray, I end in prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you that your hand is constantly being extended to those who are in need, those who are in need of your love, those who are in need of your help, those who are in need of your guidance. 
I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a comforter. And I pray that if there is anyone out there dealing with depression, that they would call on to you, Holy Spirit, and that you would release your healing balm, that you would release your healing presence, your healing light to come and consume them and deliver them from the oppression that engulfs them. I pray, Jesus Christ, that you would make yourself known a full revelation of the cross, a full revelation of your healing blood, your healing power. Right now, we just come against every spirit of condemnation, any oppression, any depression. Let joy come and fill their hearts. We loosen truth. We loosen love. We loosen light. We loosen joy and love. Just around them even now. I thank you, Jesus. I pray that those who are suffering from the loss of job or the kids that are staying at home because, you know, they're afraid of, of what might happen if they go to school. I pray, Lord God, that you would keep them protected, that you would cover them, that every agreement with depression be broken. They would cling on to the word. They would cling on to your truth and who you say you are and what you are capable of doing. And they would know you, God. That they would rest in your truth, rest in your goodness, and rest in your presence. I pray for those who have suffered losses through this pandemic. I pray, God, that you would bring healing, healing, Lord God, to those people who have lost a loved one. That they would mourn, but that they would learn to let go. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that your healing power will be released on all those who are hearing and are suffering from depression. Cling on to Jesus. Cling on to the truth. Declare and decree who you are. And believe that Jesus can set you free. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you guys for tuning in. I pray that this podcast has blessed you. And um, I feel like I wasn't able to touch on a lot of things. But there is another podcast I want to touch on, and that's loneliness, and that ties in with depression somehow. And so that will be the next topic. And I just pray that the Lord bless you, keep you, and shine his face upon you, and that you would continue to tune into our podcast and be taught, equipped, and encouraged in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.